Oh shit. Here we go again. Again, back again with a brand new edition of the Pigskin Live. We are 29 days away from NFL kickoff, and I couldn't be more excited to come back to you guys again and bring you guys a new podcast episode with my co-host and the co-founder of the Pigskin, Ozzy. What's good, bro? Back again, back again. Yes, sir. 29 days till kickoff. Glad to be back in the stew, man, talking some ball. For sure, man, and, and that's what we're going to do here for the next 30 days straight or 29 days. We're going to try to get one of these episodes out to you. Some of them may be longer than others, um, but we will be getting content out to you guys every single day where we're just going to talk some ball and do what we, we love to do, man, because that's what we do regardless, and, and that's why this podcast came to be to begin with because we're going to talk ball regardless, so we might as well record these conversations and share it with you guys, so. Don't forget, before we get started, to follow all of our social media accounts at The Pigskin um, on Instagram and also at The Pigskin Live on both Instagram and Twitter. Um, we appreciate all the love on there. Drop us a subscription or a follow here on Apple Podcast or Spotify, whichever platform you're using to listen to this. And feel free to leave us a five-star rating and a review um, based on your feelings. Now, um, yesterday we talked a little bit about some teams that we were looking forward to watching this year, some under-the-radar teams. Um, and we also went through um, the NFC and the AFC South and just gave our thoughts about those teams. So today we're going to stay in line with that theme, and we're going to talk about the AFC West and the NFC West, which I think are two of the most exciting uh, divisions in the NFL this year. Um so let's dive straight into it, and um, I think it's. Uh, I think we should just start with NFC guess, West. Maybe I mean we previewed yeah. the Week One game with the Chiefs yesterday. Yeah. So let's do NFC, NFC West. West. We but, can, I guess, break down because you typically you want to assume the Forty ers will win that division, but we're not so sure right now about the quarterback situation with Lance and Purdy. However. Is it safe to say that they are the favorites, even um, with uns- uncertainty uncertainty at quarterback position? I mean, I'd ha- I'd have to say so. I mean, we did see um, the Seahawks in the playoffs last year as well. So, um, and the Rams, obviously, when they were fully healthy last time, they did win the Super Bowl. So. I think it's fair to, I guess, call them the favorites for now, but I don't think it's by much. I think the Rams and the Seahawks in specific, those two teams can definitely challenge um, the 49ers. Now, you talked about Purdy a little bit. Um, I, I was reading uh, about training camp at the, for the 49ers, and um, I know a lot of people did not really expect Brock Purdy to be ready for the start of training camp after his elbow surgery. And um, I know most people definitely didn't expect him to take pretty much all of the San Francisco 49ers uh, first team reps on the days that he does actually practice. But that's exactly what has been going on, as it seems. Um, Kyle Shanahan has made it clear that Purdy is going to be the guy. And 
it, there was reports that Purdy was pretty rusty um, at the beginning of training camp, but he has taken back to the role, and it seems he's starting to get his feet back under him, and, and maybe he's um, not back to where he was at last year, but he does look a lot better um, than most people expected him to be at this point uh, with his, uh, I guess, his recovery. Um, as for Trey Lance, people have said that he's looked a little bit more accurate and comfortable this season, um, but he has been pretty much splitting reps with Sam Darnold as um, the backup. So will Trey Lance even be on this roster week one, or, or will he be traded before the mm. trade deadline? Um, who knows? We, 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 uh, I think that's a definitely a storyline to, to keep an eye on, but it does look like Purdy's going to be the guy. Um, as for San Francisco's defense, uh, I've heard a lot about New defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes has been um, kind of hinting that they're going to be ramping up their their blitz rate this year and definitely send a lot more pressure. Um, looking for big years from Clinton Farrell and second-year pro Drake, Drake Jackson as both of those guys try to secure a spot on the opposite edge um, with Nick Bosa potentially holding out. Um so yeah, uh, I I think the 49ers are in a good a good place. We know about their roster on paper, uh, but now with some more clarity at the quarterback position, what it looking like is going to be Brock Purdy. Um, does that kind of change your mind now? Do, or do you have a more clear view of the 49ers in your head now that you know who the quarterback is going to be? For sure, I'm going to go San Fran. I mean, I drafted Brock Purdy in my dynasty league in the 21st round. So if this guy is ready <laughs> to go by week one. And he's the same Purdy we seen at the end of the year last year, if not better. Mm-hmm. And that was a steal. And the league should be scared because that'd be the biggest steal we've seen in a long time. Shit. I just think that <sighs> Seattle, Seattle's cool, but how far can Geno really take him down the stretch in December, in January? You know? Yeah, I'm. I, I'm not sure. Um, they got they're they're a very young team. Gino's not young, but everybody around him is very young. So I think that another after this season, maybe they can be taken seriously in the postseason. But I just don't think anybody has experience or playmakers like San Francisco on both sides of the ball. I think that's fair. Um, let's talk a little bit about the Seahawks since you brought them up. I mean. Uh, Pete Carroll named uh, second-year edge rusher Boye Mafe as the Seattle Seahawks' most improved player uh, so far in training camp. Um, I'm interested to see how that uh, pass rush does develop this year. I still am not sure about their run defense. I still think they're going to be a hard time for them to stop the run. But um, if if Mafe, Uchenna Nwosu, Darrell Taylor, Draymond Jones, if all those guys can get going and, and rush the passer at a pretty successful rate this year, I think that could do wonders for Seattle and that defense. Cause I think that um, the point you make with Geno Smith and I'm really, how far can he take them? I think that's definitely a fair point. And you think Geno's Geno Smith eventually has a ceiling or a cap to, to how far and, and, and the new, how, uh, how far he can take the Seattle Seahawks. But I think if they improve that defense, it can kind of uh, take some pressure away from Geno and maybe it doesn't all have to depend on him. Um, we, we know they drafted, Devin Witherspoon, number five overall. Um, he's been playing at the team's nickel corner uh, thus far behind Mike Jackson and Trey Brown on the outside, as well as Tariq Woolen. Um, I doubt this last, but this is currently what is going on with them. Um, 
They also have kind of a lot of injuries as well that are messing with them. Safety Jamal Adams and linebacker Jordan Brooks remain on the physically unable to perform list. Um, while obviously Tariq Woolen just recently came off of it this past Sunday. Um, running back Kenneth Walker, he didn't really last long before he hurt his groin, and, and we haven't seen him since. So uh, Seattle's definitely, I feel like, a pretty interesting team. I don't know if I'm going to call them the most interesting team because I think the Cardinals and the Rams are pretty interesting themselves this year, even though I can think of those are going to be the two bottom teams in the division. But um, as for the Seahawks, I, I like your take. I can agree with uh, with where you were going with them. As for the Rams, um, I, the Rams are a big question mark, man. Matt Stafford was hurt all last year. Um, Cooper Cup was dealing with some injuries. Aaron Donald, pretty much all of their stars were dealing with injuries. And then you look at their roster this year, and I don't know if you have looked at the roster this year, but it is absolute dog water, bro. It is horrendous. It might be the worst roster in football. Now, they have some decent players um, like Stafford, Cup, Donald, scattered across the roster. But for the majority of the roster, you don't even know half the guys on that team. And we're avid football watchers, bro. We know players. So it's kind of strange. Um, I don't know if you have any initial thoughts on the Rams, though. I really don't. I just feel like can't say they're in tank mode because they don't really got that many picks. <laughs> yeah, they don't. But they sold their soul for that Super Bowl, and yep. you're seeing them fight that curse right now in the sports room. So that's just where they're at as a franchise. As a fan, you're like, just won the ring two years ago. Just, you know, I, I guess that's where they're at. Literally, it's just yeah. like can't be too mad, but at the end of the day, you don't want to lose a bunch of games. And they know that they have a, uh, they still got one of the best defensive players in the league, a guy who got a triple team every Sunday. So they'll know they'll always be comp for sure. But in terms of playing in January, late January, February, I don't know if that's uh, on their minds. I couldn't, I can't see it. Like you said, I can't name too many people on their roster. Not currently. I mean, they've just I'll, lost all of their players, it feels like. I want to start pushing that Stenson Bennett hype train, but he doesn't <laughs> outside Cooper Cup, who's staying nicked up. It sounds like right now he doesn't really got that many weapons, so maybe that's for twenty twenty four. Yeah, I, I'd have to agree. I, I think this is going to be another pretty rough year. I know a lot of those guys are Aaron Donald was talking about retirement. Even Sean McVay at one point was talking about retirement. It seems like their their quest, their job was to win the Super Bowl. They sold their soul. They got that ring. And they just got to enjoy it now and reminisce because uh, their time does seem like it has come to an end. And then we got Arizona. And Arizona is obviously a pretty bad team. They've struggled over the past couple years with Cliff Kingsbury as their head coach. New head coach now, uh, Jonathan Gannon, coming over from his time with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, he has his work cut out for him, man. Especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, they have little experience on when it comes to pass rushers and corners. Um, their best corner is Marco Wilson. Um, they pair him with a couple of late round draft picks and from the past couple of two drafts with Christian Matthew and Catro Clark. Um, hasn't really helped that uh, BJ, BJ Ojolari has uh, been hurt all off season, their second round pick. Um, and it finally seems like Isaiah Simmons has settled into playing deep safety instead of bouncing all over that defense. So 
Um, I think if Arizona could find some stability on defense this year, that's going to be the key for them. Um, as for Kyler Murray, he's currently rehabbing his torn ACL, which kind of makes that quarterback situation pretty weird in Arizona. They have Colt McCoy, Jeff Driscoll, David Blow, Clayton Toon, all receiving first-team reps so far throughout training, uh, throughout training camp. Just a lot of instability and a lot of question marks when it comes to Arizona going into this year. Um, some some talent scattered throughout that roster, kind of like the Rams, but overall it just looks like it's an uphill battle for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, but just your thoughts on that team in general. For sure, up, uh, uphill battle. I mean, they're another team we can see actually tanking because they'll be able to qualify for the number one pick yet next year. So they're definitely a team to watch, though, because if they can – lose a lot of games and I know this is not how any of the players think I'm talking strictly from a business perspective they want to compete obviously not get shut out every week but they might end up losing if they're going to be able to pick high within the top three maybe get a Caleb Williams and then be able to trade Kyler at the end of the year you never know they'll have a lot of capital there do to make some crazy moves so Arizona's definitely a team that can't be in rebuild mode much longer because that's all they've been in what we feel like, you know? Yeah, I was about to say, I felt like they've been in rebuild mode, it feels like. This might um, have to be the last season. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't I don't expect them to make much noise, especially in a division that's pretty tough like this. Um, NFC is weak, though. It's not as strong as the AFC. Um, and Kyler Murray is technically one of the top quarterbacks in that conference, so... If he is healthy, I mean, there is a chance, right? And I, I think Jonathan Gannon may eventually turn out to be a pretty solid head coach. Um, but like you mentioned, there still might just be a year or two away. So it's looking like this is pretty much a two-team race between the Seattle Seahawks and the 49ers. Uh, maybe the Rams might have something to say, but I think we can both agree that the 49ers would probably be the pick for us to win this division. For sure. Now, do you think Seattle has a chance at a wild card again, or do you think they missed the playoffs this year? <sighs> the NFC is not that deep, so I'd like to say they kind of are in a similar spot where they were last year. Just make it like they just get in, you know? Yeah. They either just miss it or they just get in. I don't want to give them the division if Brock Purdy's going to be playing all year, so they're going to be fighting for that wild card spot regardless. And – it doesn't matter as long as you get there, you know, because you're, you're as 0-0 once the playoffs once start. The playoffs start yep. I just think that, like I said, that late in the season, what can Gino do on the road in San Fran? Well, we'll see what he can do on the road in San Fran this year, but maybe they might have to travel across the country to Philly. You know, you never know where their playoff hopes will take them, but they'll definitely be on the road. So I just I'm just. I got to see it. Had the chance last year. The game got away from them because they were young. Gino wasn't able to ball out like we thought he would, and that was that. So, But they paid him, so we're going to see. We're going to see. They added Jackson Smith and Jigba, too, and I don't think that could be understatement stated. Like They have a whole bunch of weapons out there in Seattle. I mean, uh, DK, JSN, and um, what's Buddy's name? Uh, not Baldwin. Um, Lockett, Tyler Lockett. And uh, then you got Kenneth Walker out there in the backfield. 
You talked about the Colts being a Madden team. That's a Madden team if I've ever seen one. That's a damn solid core of weapons, in my opinion. For sure. Definitely a great core. I mean, if Kenneth, I think Kenneth Walker is going to have a breakout season. That'd be fire for him to have a breakout season. I know they got a little duo now with Charbonnet also from UCLA. Yeah. He's a bruiser for sure. So yeah, he can play. If that might be able to relieve some uh, stress off of Geno in a passing game. And that's Seattle's uh, identity. Let's not forget being able to run that bean. So there's high hopes, though, if you're a Seahawks fan. I mean, I'd agree. They're, every, they're, they're, they play up to their opponents. It's just a matter of can they do it for four quarters, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, they had they got a little taste of it last year, too. So they can't. They can't say that they're not ready this year if they get that opportunity. Um, but let's all right. Let's switch gears over now to the AFC West. Um, let's start talk with the Los Angeles Chargers. Cornerback um, J.C. Jackson uh, has been working his way back slowly from that ruptured uh, patellar tendon that sent him back last October. Uh, but he unfortunately has been dealing with um, another setback this past week in practice. Um, so they're not quite sure if J.C. Jackson will be ready for week one. Um, if he is not healthy, it does seem like second rounder from 2021, Asante Samuel Jr. will line up in that spot. Uh, he's been competing in camp with Jasir Taylor f- for the team star position. Um, so that is a training camp battle that we'll keep an eye on to see what goes on there. Asante Samuel had a pretty good li- year last year. I um, was very impressed with him. Um but, yeah, I'm just intrigued by the Chargers defense in general. Um, Brandon Staley, that's what he got hired for, right? He was he was fa- he got famous and, and, and popular for um, headlining that Rams defense as their defensive coordinator for all those years. And you would really expect him to produce a much better uh, defense over these past couple of years with the Chargers. And it just really hasn't come to fruition. I mean, the defense hasn't been absolutely terrible under Staley, but we expected the Chargers to, to have one of the top defenses in the league with that guy at the helm uh, calling plays. So you definitely would expect uh, Staley to produce better returns on that side of the ball. Um, Joey Bosa looks like he added some weight and is uh, looking to become a more complete edge when it comes to not only rushing the passer, but being a better run stopper. Um, JT Woods is also set for a much bigger role um, coming off of a pretty solid um, retro rookie season. Um, as for the offense, um, the Chargers moved 2022 first-round pick Zion Johnson from right guard to left guard, uh, where he seems to feel more comfortable. Combine that with Rashawn Slater's return from injury and Jamari Saylor, um, his move to right guard. And their offensive the line looks like it has a great chance to uh, be much improved coming into um, this upcoming season, which is Great news for that running game as well as Justin Herbert. Um, but just your overall thoughts on the Chargers. I know they're a team that has had a lot of high hopes over this past couple of years and a team that just seems to, like the Bills, choke a lot every <laughs> opportunity that they get. Um, you think they're you can't even feel for that sorry hump? for them, man. You can't. I mean, it's kind of embarrassing. I hope they get over that hump. I mean, they just paid Herbo how much? This is going to have to be the year that one, not only they win a playoff game, but they have, they're going to be, their expectations got to be a conference trip. <laughs> I mean, 
you obviously want to try and win the division. Maybe that you know what that will be their first step to win a division. Let's not get ahead of ourselves because they haven't been able to do that yet. So they can't just make that next jump. Maybe for the fans, they can expect the conference title. But the team itself most likely is focused on a division right now. And if they could take that division, it'll that'll be interesting. Because let's not forget that the AFC is stacked. So if you take the division away from Kansas City, they'll be fighting for that wild card spot. But there's going to be a lot of teams fighting for that those wild card spots. So they won't have that. They won't have a free bid and. They might shake the whole league up with that. I mean, that would be interesting yeah. to see for sure. That would be. But um, I just – I don't know, bro. Staley, I'm not sold on a guy. I'm not sold on Staley. I, you just can't be after last year's performance. Like, he's going to have to show us that he can – that he can – he, we can trust him. Can't trust him. I mean, even the year before that, we talked about that whole fiasco where he could have just tied the game and made the playoffs and – and they fumbled that bag too and missed the playoffs two years ago. So his his tenure so far has been a lot of question marks uh, since he's been head coach. No cap, bro. I'm not sure what they're going to do. I can ensure you Herbo's going to get his numbers off. He's going to sure. He's going to go crazy. Yep. It's going to be interesting to see what Eckler does this year because of all the offseason smoke and he wants to prove his worth and get a real con- another big contract. So we'll see what they do. But I think it's more so on the defenses here to be able to hold it down for Herbert and be that, like you said, dominant top five defense that they should be. Because on paper, they got heads. For sure. One of the best defenses in the league on paper. Just got to see it translate on Sundays. Because if you think about it, like that should be a defense I can carry, you know? I, I just, I, that's what I would assume. Like, I mean, they play in a tough division, right? And and we'll talk about the Las the Las Vegas Raiders next. Um, team that's not really one of the tough teams in this division. Jimmy Garoppolo had uh, seven interceptions in two Las Vegas Raiders practices over the weekend. Um, it was pretty reminiscent of that infamous 2019 practice where he had like five straight interceptions when he was on the Niners. Um, even though that was the year that I think they eventually went pretty deep or close to the Super Bowl. That might have been actually the year they went to the Super Bowl. I don't remember. But um, number seven overall pick, Terry Wilson, uh, does remain on Las Vegas's non-football injury list. It's uh, worth wondering if the defensive end will be ready for the start of the season. It's pretty Raiders-like that their first-round pick might not even play. Cornerback um, Marcus Peters um, signed recently with the Raiders, and now he looks like he's already – going to be one of the starters on the outside and um, just in case you're curious the Raiders have been splitting first team reps at running back between uh, Zamir White and Amir Abdullah during Josh Jacobs holdout Um, so yeah the Raiders overall really not expecting much from them I think this is going to be the last place team in this division Um, I like Jimmy G I I don't think he's a, a as bad as a quarterback as the seven interceptions and two practices may (laughs) make him seem um but yeah, I just I just don't have much high hopes for the Raiders this year. I think they're in the midst of a rebuild, um, and they're definitely two, three, four years away from potentially being relevant again. Uh, not much really to talk about when it comes to the Raiders. I think they're one of the least interesting teams in the league, in my opinion, for sure. But they do got that Michael Mayer kid who has a lot to prove. I feel like That's in true. this class. 
He could be a steal for fantasy and just a fun player to watch. I mean, it'll he might he's low key like the perfect guy from this class to plug and play for a guy like Waller. I'd have to agree. I mean, I totally forgot they 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 lost Waller, but um, yeah, no, Mayor. He's he was uh, a lot of people were saying that he potentially could be have been the best tight end in that whole entire draft. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what he can do and what kind of impact he'll have from day one and potentially. Uh, take some pressure off of Tay Adams and, and Josh Jacobs and just be another weapon for Jimmy G to distribute the ball to. Um, we spent some time talking about the Chiefs yesterday, so we won't go too in, into depth with the Chiefs, but um, the Chiefs just, man, just looking incredible as usual. A lot of continuity and competition. Um, linebackers Willie Gay and Drew uh, Tranquil have been having a, a, a good um, – Training camp vying for more snaps. Uh, Jarius Sneed and Trent McDuffie have been emerging as core pieces. Um, undrafted rookie Eco Boye Doe is also a name to watch potentially. Running back and wide receiver rooms are also wide open. Um, so a lot of a lot of competition, a lot of opportunity uh, for players to step up and make plays for the Chiefs. One of those being Sky Moore. Um, I know Sky Moore was mentioned as a player that could wind up taking Juju Smith-Schuster's old role. And um, even um, Justin Ross has been getting a lot of love during camp, kind of standing out and making a lot of impact plays. Um, Rookie Rasheed Rice is also looking to potentially carve out some snaps for himself in that wide receiver room as well, while also having a pretty solid um, training camp. Uh, Chiefs undrafted rookie running back Daenerick Prince does seem like he's a safe bet to make the team, um, possibly cutting into Clyde Edwards-Alaire or Jared McKinnon's spot. But after one year, it looks like Isaiah Pacheco is going to be the Chiefs' gem at running back. Um, so defending Super Bowl champions, like I said, we talked about them. Um, yesterday, I, I, we expect them to be the favorites again uh, when it comes to the Super Bowl. Have one of the best, if not the best, coach in the league. Have, without a doubt, the best quarterback in the league. Um, they've built a very, very stingy defense over the years. I think that's been pretty underrated. I know a lot of people get caught up with the Chiefs' high high power offense and, and Patrick Mahomes, and, and that's all great, but the Chiefs play really, really good defense, and it helps them win a lot of those games. Um, you, you wouldn't expect that if you don't watch the Chiefs play a lot. So um, I'll give you a quick little second to give a, a few thoughts about the Chiefs, and then we can move on and talk about um, the other team as well. I mean, I'm going to stand on what I said yesterday. They got to be favored to go back-to-back. Back. <laughs> yeah. Just because of they, you look at who they lost, really nobody. Possibly Chris Jones. That's the update for today as we're recording live. Uh, he tweeted, KC, I love you. I don't know if you caught that. I didn't. I didn't actually see that. But um, wow. you know he's expecting big money. They said that he wants a whole new contract almost. And yeah. Casey said they were optimistic. So it doesn't seem like they were able to come to an agreement as of today. And with that, those are some strong words you tweet, and you know what your tweet holds today in 2023. So I think that we low key could be looking at the end of an era in Kansas City for Chris Jones. So. He might be getting paid big money from a division rival or a brand new team outside the AFC West, but that wouldn't be surprising based on that tweet he let go and the money 
he honestly deserves. I definitely deserves it. I mean, I, I agree a hundred percent when you come to that. Um, but yeah, let's move on to this final team. And maybe the most interesting team in this division, uh, being the Denver Broncos, Sean Payton coming off of his year hiatus from coaching, uh, taking over this Denver Broncos organization with uh, Russell Wilson, uh, coming back for his second year with the team after a horrible, horrible first year, pretty much a disaster. Um, and it really hasn't started much better this year for the Denver Broncos. Of It seems like they've suffered more injury losses during training camp than any other team in the league. Tim Patrick tore his Achilles. Uh, KJ Hamler has been dealing with some heart issues. So that pretty much diminishes um, an already uh, diminished wide receiver room. Uh, linebacker Jonas Griffith was set to be a key rotation piece before he tore his ACL. Uh, rookie cornerback Riley Moss looked like he had a chance to start before uh, needing to miss a month following a uh, procedure to repair a core muscle. Um, I think that the Broncos should definitely be counting their lucky stars that nobody wound up trading for Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy because they both seemed very available um, around the draft season earlier this year. Um, those two wound up staying with the Broncos, and I'm, I bet they're very appreciative of it, of it now because uh, they are definitely lacking depth at wide receiver. I mean, second-round rookie Marvin Mims. Uh, they have Kendall Kendall Hinton and uh, former St. Marquez Callaway. Those guys are solid options for the number three. Um, but nobody that really stands out, especially that's on the level of a, a guy like K.J. Hamler or Tim Padrick. Um, as for... Um, Javante Williams, he surprisingly had a pretty quick recovery from a torn ACL, and it does look like he will be tested with some preseason work. Um, all signs do uh, point to him suiting up for week one. Um, so, yeah, the, the Broncos are a pretty interesting team. They're a team that I really expected to be a, a contender, a team that should win a lot of games and, and kind of challenge the Chiefs just based on uh, the amount of weapons I thought that they had and, and how good that defense could be. Uh, but they, they were the exact opposite last year. And, and now I really don't know what we're going to get from them. Um, we know Sean Payton historically has been a very good coach, and he's always gotten um, the best out of all his teams. But um, this will be interesting to see uh, what happens. I know I, I just mentioned a whole bunch of injuries they've been dealing with. So um, just what are your overall thoughts on the Bronco? I know in uh, conversations we've had off stream, and, and uh, you've mentioned that you might not be jacking it, but um, – they're interesting, at least. I'll be, I'll, I'll definitely gonna want to watch them play to see what's going on. I mean, it starts with the coaching. I'm sold on the coaching. I'm not gonna lie. Good word for sure. It's just Russ, low key. <laughs> He's washed. Last year he looked washed. So apparently, I don't want to believe that, but that was his first year in a uh, team that. Definitely, I don't want to say he was set up for failure because he got paid XXX million, but he wasn't really walking into the best situation. This year should be much better. I mean, they got a couple additions. I'm just I'm just concerned about really the longevity of Russ. Like you said, last year he looked washed. <laughs> and yeah, it's true. And if he shows really signs of that this year. I'm not sure he's that guy for Denver. He might be his Jimmy G ever where he just might be a journeyman after this year. <laughs> Shit, maybe. Uh, just based on how we played last year, man, he was not 
looking good. He looked like he just totally lost it, bro. Like it, you, you rarely see that, especially a guy that talents. I mean, Russell Wilson is a legendary quarterback. I mean, one of the best of our generation. Um, somebody sure. that I'd assume is going to be a Hall of Famer, but exactly. I, I just, I don't know, man. I don't know what happened, but it looked like all his skill just evaporated, really. But um, all right, so. Order of finish in this division, I think we can pretty safely assume that the Chiefs will finish in first place. But uh, what about second? You, you give that that the nod to the Chargers just based off what we've seen in the past, or, or do you? Yeah, think I'm the, definitely going to give have it a to the Chargers. To, okay, because I can see, I see them splitting with the Chiefs before any other team, so mm. I'll definitely give them second. And you have Perfect. to, and I feel like it's only right to give the Raiders. Fourth, I mean, they're they have the least experienced quarterback, and outside Tay Adams, they're they're what they might be the goofiest team in the NFL (laughs) (laughs) from operations to play calling. The Raiders are definitely in a down year. I feel like if the Raiders do anything this year, that'll be the most surprising team for everybody, including their own fans. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that. Even their own fans, like you said, I don't even think their own fans are expecting. So, all right, I got them. That's, yeah, uh, I got them in forts. Yeah, definitely for sure. But all right, let's go through some uh, some training camp news. Um, then we'll. We'll uh, talk about a couple of uh, talking points that I wanted to get to real quick, and then we'll close it out here. Um, start at the top, Atlanta Falcons. Uh, cornerback Clark Phillips III is considered day-to-day with a left leg injury um, following additional evaluation after he was carted off the field from practice on Tuesday, which is today. Um, the cart was just a precaution, according to NFL Network's Cameron Wolf. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens cornerback Arthur Millette is dealing with a sore hamstring while corner Trayvon Mullen is having toe surgery, which is expected to be season ending. Um, defensive end Jadavion Clowney had a free agent visit with Baltimore on Tuesday. Um, Buffalo Bills uh, running back Naeem Hines underwent ACL reconstruction surgery on Tuesday, uh, according to NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero, Carolina Panthers wide receiver Demir Bird had a pretty significant hamstring injury that could keep him out about six to eight weeks. Kicker Eddie Pinheiro is dealing with a groin injury that could sideline him during the entire preseason. Um, the Panthers signed kicker Matthew Wright and cut offensive tackle B.J. Wilson. Uh, the Chicago Bears signed tight end Lachlan Pitts and linebacker Barrington Wade while cutting tight end Jake Tongues with an injury designation and kicker Andre Sismet. The Cleveland Browns uh, defensive end Isaiah Thomas underwent arthroscopic knee surgery on Tuesday. The injury will require multiple weeks of rehab with an expected return early in the season. Um, Defensive end Alex Wright underwent knee uh, arthroscopic surgery as well. Um, and has the same timeline to return. Um, the Cowboys defensive tackle, Mozzie Smith, uh, isn't practicing today and will get a precautionary MRI on his knee. 
he's been battling tendonitis throughout camp, uh, according to Tom Pelissero. For the Denver Broncos, right tackle Mike McGlinchey uh, got rolled up on during a 9-7 period, but walked off the field with a trainer. Uh, safety Justin Simmons sat out his third straight practice uh, with a groin injury. Running back Jonathan Taylor of the Indianapolis Colts was not present at Tuesday's practice while rehabbing, um, while defensive end Tyquan Lewis uh, was activated off the physically unable to perform list. Running back Kareem Hunt is having a free agent visit with Indianapolis on Wednesday, according to Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissero. The Miami Dolphins wide receiver Braylon Sanders was carted off the practice field after suffering an apparent knee injury. Um, while left tackle Teron Armstead will return to drills on Wednesday. Um, the New England Patriots linebacker Trey Flowers is signing with New England following a recent workout, according to Ian Rappaport. And um, the team has since announced that news and placed him on the physically unable to perform list. Uh, the New Orleans Saints uh, brought in linebacker Anthony Barr um, for a good free agent visit with the Saints. Uh, but... It does look like he will be departing without a deal, according to NFL Network's Mike Garofalo. Um, New Orleans does remain in play, uh, but Barr does have interest from other teams and could make more visits in the near future. Uh, as for the Giants, right tackle Evan Neal, he's been dealing with a concussion and won't participate in today's joint practice with the Lions. Defensive tackle Raheem Nunez-Roches is also not practicing with a groin. Uh, the New York Jets signed offensive tackle Grant Hermans off of waivers from the Bucks. Defensive end Pita Tuamoapinu and defensive tackle Bruce Hector. Uh, they cut offensive tackle Yadni Kahuste and defensive tackle Isaiah Mack. Um, quarterback Chris Streveler cleared waivers and reverted to the injured reserve. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, wide receiver Devon Allen was activated from the non-football injury list, and they also signed wide receiver Johnny King. They cut offensive tackle Chim Okorafor and offensive tackle Trevor Reed. The Steelers signed safety Jalen Elliott while cutting wide receiver Jamarcus Bradley with an injury designation waiver. Uh, running back Jeremy McNichol signed with the San Francisco 49ers while Ronald Awat was waived by the Niners. Um, and the Seahawks signed Jordan Ferguson, defensive end, while they cut cornerback Andrew Whitaker. And the Washington Redskins uh, defensive tackle Curtis Brooks placed on injured reserve, while the quarterback Troy Apke was also placed on the injured reserve. They signed safety Joshua Kalu and punter Kobe Wadman. Now, real quick. Um, I did mention Jonathan earlier, Jonathan Taylor earlier. He did receive an excused absence from practice today um, as he does continue to seek treatment for his ankle. Um, Taylor has not been with the team since um, at least Monday, according to Ian Rappaport, um, who says his absence will continue for a little bit longer as he hopes to ensure that he's 100 percent healthy when the 2023 season begins. Um, Who he plays for when that season begins is a whole other topic Rappaport added on. Obviously, that's something we've discussed. The trade request is still outstanding, but that is what is going on uh, with Jonathan Taylor today. So uh, do you think he's going to wind up getting traded? Um, I know 
I've heard rumors that his team was looking up to like $16 million a year. I don't think he will get anywhere near that kind of money. I think running backs are more in the $10-11 million range. Um, So 16 is a steep asking price. Uh, But just your thoughts in general on this whole Jonathan Taylor situation. Do you think he's going to play with the Colts? I feel like it's safe to say no just because of what the owner of the team said. Once the owner's speaking about you like that, I kind of feel like it's chop, you know. Same thing we're kind of seeing with Zach Martin and Jerry Jones right now. Once the owner has that kind of energy towards you, I don't even know if you want to put money in his pocket at the end of the day, you know. It kind of, that relationship kind of sounds that burn that bridge kind of sounds like it's been burnt from afar. Uh and if they are going to trade him, I don't know what they're waiting for. That's the only thing. That's why we're so confused, you know. Yeah. I mean, why not trade them now if you're going to trade them? I agree. It's just can they find a team that's willing to take on that contract and pay Jonathan Taylor what he wants to get paid? I think that would be the only the only holdup. For sure. And like you said, $16 million is steep. He'd have to go to a team like Dallas, who's in win-now mode and really believes that he'd be that missing piece to get them Super Bowl. But like you said, running backs are getting paid no more t- than 10 or 11 right now for a reason as the average because – their value isn't that high. It's a pass first league, and Jonathan Taylor's not coming off his best season as well. So he's kind of in a he's in a tough spot right now for sure. But I don't see him playing for the Colts. I really don't, bro. Just because of that relationship with Ursay. I mean, yeah. If you don't know what his comments, what comments he made, um, he was just pretty like straightforward in terms of this being a business and yeah he had mentioned saying like if Jonathan Taylor never plays again and if I die tonight no one will ever remember us pretty much he's basically saying like the league will move on one way or the other with or without him yeah um, taking his yeah. situation out of context and like really just putting into a business perspective for all of us who don't understand that he could he's perfectly fine with him never playing a snap for his team again. So I would like to see Jonathan Taylor get another opportunity and a fresh start. That'd be nice for us as fans, honestly, then and him, just so he's not on the bench. I mean, sitting out doesn't really work well for anybody. I agree. And then um, some reports came out today. Um, from inside the training camp live, um, Tennessee Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill was on that show today, and he had some high praise for DeAndre Hopkins. Um, he's been a big addition, he said. Uh, we've seen some huge plays from him, vintage Hopkins, that you've seen across his career of tight, contested catches when he's able to elevate or make the extended catch. So as a quarterback, it's been a lot of fun to find those areas where I can put the ball where only he can get it. And then he's going to make that play. Um, so over the past couple of years, obviously, um, DeAndre Hopkins has dealt with injury and, and really hasn't been uh, the, the DeAndre Hopkins that we all know and, and came to love. But um, I think a lot of people were shocked when he did wind up choosing the, the Titans as his team of destination. Um, so just what do you think about that move in general? And how do you think that's going to work out for him um, with the Titans? A run-first team, 
Mm-hmm. Mediocre quarterback. <laughs> Pretty much what he's used to his whole career, no? Don't, Arizona's yeah. not a run-first team, but I guess we could call Kyler mediocre on Sundays. Like, Yeah, yeah, he's He's not right. a mediocre athlete, but no, quarter, athlete. quarterback, he's a mediocre quarterback. So pretty much what D-Hop is used to. I mean, we can expect him to still get double team at his age, but he's still going to – any chance he gets to make a play on the ball, he's going to make. So I think we should still expect a superior season from him if he stays healthy, like – 1,200 yards, 9, 10 touchdowns, maybe not so many tugs this year just because they're in that run-first offense, and Derrick Henry's going to have most of those touchdowns most likely. But I wouldn't be surprised if we've seen a comeback season from him, just not for the Titans and the win column. <laughs> but I would not be surprised if they were able to have some success with D-Hop and yeah, that wouldn't be surprising at all, to yeah. be honest. I mean, we've, we've, seen, we've seen it. Yeah, we've seen Julio go there and try to revive his career. What? It didn't work out so well. We've seen them trade A.J. Brown. So, like, it's also fair to say they don't know how to handle receivers. But if anybody's going to be able to ball for them, regardless of the coaches, it's going to be D-Hop. He just has to stay healthy. Yeah, that's definitely an interesting storyline and, and somebody I'll be uh, watching closely this year, um, see what he does over there in Tennessee. But uh, – we have now been recording for about 45 minutes. Uh, that is going to do it for our show. Uh, we appreciate everybody who has made it this far into this episode. Um, we will be back tomorrow, so make sure you stay tuned on this podcast feed, whether that be on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Just search the Pigskin Live and make sure you guys subscribe or, or follow or uh, whatever it is on those two platforms to make sure you get our updates. We also have a college football podcast that will be dropping a new episode tomorrow as well. So keep a lookout uh, for Road to Glory, which is our exclusive college football podcast here on this network. Um, Haz, it was fun, brother. Uh, you got any last topics or thoughts or anything that you want to bring up before uh, we close this out? No, sir. All, All right. right. Well, catch y'all yes, on 28 sir. Days. Don't forget to follow us on our socials, the Pigskin Live on Twitter and the Pigskin Live on Insta, and if you've been listening with us all the way to this 46-minute mark, we appreciate you, and we're definitely just going to keep trying, coming way harder with the content and podcast this season, for sure. For sure, Ski. That's what we love to do, man. It's fun at the end of the day, right? So um, we're going to continue to do our best to bring out that content and keep an eye out because, like like we said, we're going we're gonna to be doing NFL watch parties. We're going to be watching the games together on Twitch as well. We're going to be doing some Madden leagues when the new Madden comes out as well as um, once that new NCAA football game comes out as well. So stay tuned, man. We have a lot of cool content and, and stuff to bring out for you guys. And and follow our main brand page as well, at the Pigskin on Instagram. If you guys are into fashion and, 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 and dope shit we got on that uh, website as well, we have a, a whole new capsule coming to you guys very, very soon. Uh, so make sure you put some money to the side to get some TPS gear because we definitely going to get you all right. World's flyest. You already know how that goes. Um, but yeah, we will catch you guys tomorrow. Got 29 days left until kickoff. Yes, sir. Ski, go to all. Who did that shot? Peace. I got to start.